So we have Athena Drive is being closed right now because of a metal corrugated sewer water pipe under the road mm-hmm. that's collapsed. And we've got them all over um, the city, the county, that, that uh, the bottom of them rust out, which takes out the integrity of them, and they collapse. Um, we had something on Barber that was similar. So the stormwater sewage, the stormwater fee that everybody pays is an enterprise fund, and the funds grow for emergencies like this. But we have so many of them happening that when we had the SPLOS packet, uh, the manager and the staff had showed us a very high dollar amount for cameras and ways that we could detect and uh, review these pipes um, as needed. And we put $500,000 and that topic on SPLOS so that it's eligible Mm -hmm. for um, us to address something that uh, look look into the pipes to see their condition maybe repair them before they collapsed and with the rain that we had recently they were monitoring this one but it ended up collapsing with last week's rain right, and here's the thing commissioner allison wright running in district four running for re-election and this would be if you win your which term third your third term on the athens clark county commission this is one of those things about especially local government now local government get off on some of these issues as well you folks deal with immigration issues and and, and issues of race and all kind of the, the voting machine thing we'll get to in a moment but this is just basic quality of life. I want water when I want it. I want sewer when I need it. This is the nuts and bolts. There ain't a thing in the world sexy about any of this. It's not. And we have to learn about all of the topics that you just said. There's a lot that we have to be taught. Um, I don't think any of us are engineers, but we sure do have to uh, learn about it. That's where our work sessions come in. Uh, the SPLOST covered topics that the staff wanted to have included. Um, and they were on top of some of the things that we have to fix. You just can't leave a road collapsed. You can't, um, the sewer has, when you flush a toilet, it has to go where it's supposed to go. Uh, one of the things that we added too is called purple water. So we are, we are diverting water that doesn't have to, that's been treated water reclamation plant that doesn't, the volume that doesn't have to go back into the river can be diverted through purple pipes to industry so that they're using water that doesn't have to have, that's cleaned, but it's not the same as what you turn your faucet on. All right. I mentioned this in, in leading up to that question. Let's dive into this. Uh, to the extent that the commission has anything to say and do about this, let's talk about the voting machine issue. The elections board, for those who've been on the International Space Station the last couple of days, the athens Clark County Board of Elections met, what, Tuesday, I guess. Yes. Uh, two days into the early voting period and decided to change uh, the way we early vote. Uh, we got those new voting machines, uh, did a thousands of them across the state at a price tag of well north of $100 million. The Board of Elections, a 3-2 vote says stop using those, start using paper ballots. Now, they have the authority evidently to do that uh, absent any oversight from the commission. I was unclear on that. I didn't know if they were recommending that. Y'all had to ratify it. Nope, there ain't no ratification. That's a binding vote. Now, the Secretary of State uh, says let's look at this. He'll have a hearing next week. Uh, First of all, where are you on this? What, if anything, can the commission do or should the commission do? Okay. Um, first of all, I want to clarify, everybody's vote is counted, mm-hmm. whether you, you know, whether it was. So if I voted on machine Monday right. or Tuesday or not. And, and so. so for people who haven't even been there, didn't I catch that you've already voted? No. Okay. So if you went in Monday and Tuesday, and when I qualified on Tuesday, I got to see the setup of the new machines with their personal little printer and their little corrugated 
safety uh, privacy screens mm-hmm. and they even had a curtain up and so that when you went to your little cubby and on the screen you put your vote now remember there's only one dot mm-hmm. right now right i mean in may yeah. there's going to yeah. be a lot right, right. so there's one dot and you push on the screen the dot you want you check it you push print it prints out right there and you walk over to the person upside down hopefully you can mm-hmm. fold over your thing so nobody sees it and you feed it into the scanning machine that's locked i saw the big lock on top of it and your vote is cast okay so that was monday that mm-hmm. was tuesday wednesday when my family went to go vote it was in those same cubbies of privacy you, you went to the counter you got a blank ballot depending on which ballot you wanted and you went into one of those cubbies and there was a sharpie and you just <laughs> filled the dot yourself by mm-hmm. hand and then you went over to the same location and fed the same paper ballot that would have been printed mm-hmm. on Monday or Tuesday into the machine and your vote is cast. Right, but the concern from the people, Jesse Evans on the election board, the conservative three people who voted the way they voted is that with the machine, the monitor, it's so big I can see it from all the way across the room. Do you That's share right. that concern? Is that a legitimate concern? The election supervisor says she can fix that. Yeah, I. if it's the concern for that room and that situation that little tiny room that little tiny room then um that's one thing that i thought they were addressing because i saw them in there earlier trying to get all the privacy things so it evidently on next wednesday the our local board of elections will be explaining to the state why they changed but this wasn't a all of a sudden decision because a month ago so a month ago, the Board of Elections voted to have enough printed out already ballots. To be ready for this. To be ready for this. So this wasn't something that they just came up with on Tuesday. Well, the word that popped into my head just now was premeditation. Yeah. They had planned this. Yes. So the other thing that happened, so and you've explained this all week, is that the Board of Elections is three people are appointed by the mayor and commission. Right. That's our role. Mm-hmm. It stops there. Democratic Party, Republican Party appoints them. I had, I had a note from a listener. I got a recall petition going around. I'm like, no, you don't recall people who right. aren't elected. But if somebody does have a concern, then it goes to the state Board of Elections, okay. potentially the governor, I guess, too. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. is the governor and the first lady still voting in Athens, Clark I County? Think they Maybe would be, so. Yeah. So this is. Uh, but so that's going to be on Wednesday, the explaining it. So Monday, Mocha Johnson, who is the Democratic representative to the Board of Elections, she qualified. She's running right against Houston Gaines. Mm-hmm. So then that disqualified her from being on the Board of Elections. So Tuesday morning, so that would be Tuesday, mm-hmm. the Democratic Party appoints a new person. Okay. So we got somebody who's been on the board five minutes voting. And for then this. they were going to be sworn in that day. And they got sworn in the day before the meeting. Wait, time out. They were sworn in on Monday. Uh, no, but, Tuesday. Uh, okay, uh, the meeting was on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Okay, all right. So same day service, as it were. Yeah. Yikes. And I didn't mean to, Commissioner Allison Wright in studio with us. I'm not trying to make you the point person for this. You just happen to be the well, first person to walk in. Go. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're the person that's here to talk about this. Uh, 
Do we? Let me ask a question that occurred to me. Do we have to have a board of elections? Is that something that yes. we're constitutionally yeah. required to mm-hmm. do? This is all okay. state and federal yeah. level, and because of the oversight from the state and the federal government, um, that's why the state is coming in to sure. talk about and understand right. why. I think the term is. Um, Let's see the term of why someone most people most counties have 10 percent of their voting registration printed ballots. Mm-hmm. So let's say that on voting day, the uh, the machines got flooded at Memorial Park right. and they're like, oh, gosh, there's this situation. We've got to get mm-hmm. the Sharpie right, version right. of it. Well, instead the version of the, printer of the version. law says you can do that. Right. And so but for us to have already had enough, it has to be impossible or impractical to use the electronic ballot markers in the ongoing election. So and the Secretary of State is going to decide. They want to see the evidence and documentation. Exactly. And um, I believe that there were some citizens that spoke at the Tuesday Board of Elections meeting in reference to the privacy issue mm. that I think is the evidence case, that will need to be shown. lack of privacy issue. Yeah, right, right, the lack of. Out there and on the re-election campaign trail, running for a third term on the athens Clark County Commission and in studio with us this morning, Allison Wright, a, a tale told out of school here. You said during the break everybody should be opposed. Well, careful what you wish for. You right. are opposed. Uh, a young man, uh, Michael, I may not get this right and I'll apologize, Michael Stapor, perhaps a 22-year-old University of Georgia graduate, uh, says he is going to run in District 4 as well. Okay, everybody should be opposed. Why? Well, I just think it's a good checkpoint. I think everybody um, needs to um, present themselves. We work hard. I've been working hard for eight years on the commission, doing my homework, studying what's on the agenda. Like you said, the stuff that's really not necessarily out there, whether it's the um, pipes, sewer, water, trash, recycling pickup, Mm -hmm. leaf and limb. Uh, sidewalks. There's a lot of infrastructure things that we're doing for quality of life as well as uh, services for the community. Um, but then when you get on the campaign trail, topics come up that people have that want to talk about, and um, it's all good. All right, uh, Commissioner Allison Wright. I uh, mentioned, I think I did, in setting this up earlier this morning, your background on the Clark County School Board. By the way, you're, you're noting that uh, we're sitting here on Friday morning now. There's there's candidate qualifying that ends at noon today. Uh, District 4, nobody signed up for that Yeah, we need somebody um, to walk down, to, to go downtown and sign up and qualify for the Board of Elections District 4 uh, seat. For, I know that Geographically, what is Geographically, it's different than um, District 4, Commissioner 1, but it's basically what we used to call the Earth Fair side of Five Points, previously known as. Uh, So now we'll call it the Ad Drug side of Five Points, and it launches out to River Bend Road, a little bit of River Bend Parkway. Uh, The school district also goes over on the east side a little bit, and then it comes back in, has Cars Hill as far as um, residential um, so I think that speaking of campaigning, I think a lot of people don't sign up for the civic duty of serving on committees and in meetings because they're afraid of the campaign. So yeah. right now you could probably go down to one of the two there and sign up, serve the community with potentially not having <laughs> not a campaign. Having a, that, if, that nasty if you get, campaign if, stuff. 
Uh, the thing that would bug me the most, and I've heard other people say this, uh, and, and people complain about it. Well, there's too much money in politics, blah, blah, blah. Now, you got to go out and ask people. You I don't know. even know. Give me money so I, I can run it. for office. I know it. But I, um, I've done a lot of good things for the community. My constituents know I'm assess- accessible, and they've asked about things. One, uh, one in particular in the very beginning was they said, hey, when I was growing up, there used to be cross guards at the Five Points intersection to help the students walking back and forth from Barrow safely. And we looked into it. Uh, the chief of police at the time assessed the um, situation, and we now have crosswords. All right, Commissioner Allison, right. It's just so. Some of the things, we'll touch on some bullet points here in the time we have left. You want to, you say, address poverty. Been addressing poverty on an official level in athens Clark County for a number of years now. I'm thinking back to when Heidi Davidson rolled out that proposal. Yeah. Uh, her first year as mayor since then, and this is not a shot at Heidi Davidson, but we've seen actually the poverty rate increase, uh, even as the economy statewide continues, nationally continues to improve. Uh, what's the role of the county commission in fixing this? Well, I think a lot of it is um, supporting the services in the community. We have like the United Way and um, different groups that are independent agencies that, that have budgets that we uh, supplement. Um, another thing that is done in our community, and we just got accolades for um, the National Academy of Court Award to our athens Clark County DUI Treatment Court. These are people that, for whatever reason, are having a lot of substance abuse concerns, and we have a treatment court that allows people to uh, rehabilitate their lives, get into recovery, which allows them to be productive people in our community. And keeping them out of our criminal justice system. And criminal out, yeah. And we have, uh, that award was given to our treatment court last Friday. It's the fourth time they've gotten it. It's uh, or maybe fifth consecutive. And it's the only one that's gotten that. So people, other communities come and learn from our treatment court on how to have that in their communities. And we have one, two, three, four, we have over a dozen community partners that are helping people stay in recovery after they have been diverted from the court, uh, from the jail Mm -hmm. or that criminal situation to committing and addressing those. And I don't know of anybody that doesn't know somebody personally Mm -hmm. or a friend who's dealing with it personally, substance abuse, people's alcohol abuse, opioids, there uh, are illegal those. drugs. Those, it's the root of a lot of lot of issues. There are those in the, some segments of this community who wonder, though, if that pendulum isn't starting to swing a little too far in the other direction. Now, some things like eliminating cash bail, as the commission did earlier this year, that, that we're moving now in the direction of, of <coughs> uh, frankly, pulling too many people out of the criminal justice system by maybe putting people on the streets who shouldn't be there. Well, I think the things that we have moved to that are citation-based, as in shoplifting, some of that could be because some, you know, you've seen in the blotter, somebody's shoplifting food. You, um, you know, they're hungry. There's, a, there's an issue there. Does, do they need to go to jail for shoplifting food, or do we need an intervention and some help? Is there substance abuse? Maybe they're uh, sort of not in the right mind to think they can walk in and take a six-pack. I don't, I don't know the details there, but a citation and addressing the issues underlying it. Uh, shoplifting is one, and um, less than an ounce of marijuana is another. Yeah, where's the, has the commission moved on that? Yeah, we, uh, we signed that, that very meeting that you just 
Right. I had Kelly on. We uh, saw the resolution was voted on unanimously. That's a resolution. It's a resolution, and we're basically confirming what is actually happening on the streets. If and it will not, speak to, let me understand it, uh, the way this generally works is that what had been something for which you would be arrested and is now a, basically a ticket. You pay some fine. If you're not doing something else flagrantly wrong. Yeah, if I'm not smashing a window. Exactly. Well, I mean, exactly. exactly. If, I, I, if you're catching me with a joint in the glove box, that's a citation and I'll pay a fine. That's right. As opposed right. to getting booked at the If Clark you're County urinating Jail. in a bush downtown smoking yeah. a joint, you're in. Okay. No, you would have yeah. taken you in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. there's, there's more going on. It should, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you say you want to expand transit. I've been doing that for a number of years. How much more do you want to expand? Well, here's a couple examples of what I would like to expand. One is our two major hospitals and the routes that would be around them. They have a shift that gets the 11 to 7 shift gets off and the 7 to 3 shift starts. I think if we had an earlier uh, buses going earlier, it could help hospital staff use transit at least for one part of their shift. Well, that would now, let me understand, would that necessarily require, I don't know, more buses, drivers, money, or is that simply a matter of adjusting a schedule? Well, uh, adjusting a schedule to add more time would cost money um, because you'd have to pay more time to the driver if that's his shift. I, see, these are the kinds well, of things. I guess I'm asking, you couldn't just yeah. align, if you're concerned about it, you couldn't just align the bus shifts with the hospital shifts. Well, exactly. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Why would that, that cost more Earth, money? Well, if we if the buses run for X number of hours mm-hmm. and we're adding two two hours in the morning. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. You're talking about adding hours. Adding okay. hours. Right, so adding hours. I'm the dumbest guy in the room. I finally no. got it. It yeah. just took me. A second. Adding hours. Okay. And then um, another expansion would be the only, an out of our veterans who can ride free. We've we've got waves mm-hmm. wave fair fair waived for uh, seniors, disabled veterans, along with our um, school-age students. And your colleague, Commissioner Tim Denson, will sit here and he'll recite that list because he knows it backwards and forward. All the people who ride free now, he'll just let everybody ride the damn bus for free. That's Tim Denson's point. Is it yours? No. No. That's like leaving money on the table. We have three ways that we get money to run our transit. Uh, One is the fare that's paid. The fare box. A third is... um, matching we have to match the federal funds will match that we get about 500,000 from UGA because they supplement the money if you've got a UGA ID you don't pay any money right. but you swipe it and UGA reimburses us so that's money that's allowing us to run our transit and then absorb the cost of the fare free people um, that we've identified but the veterans they their medical opportunity is right across the Madison County line, and I think that if we expanded the bus route or maybe some of the bus routes that go to you know who, who, which Kroger it's called Satellite Kroger, mm, yeah. so if the Satellite Kroger route were to expand for a couple of its routes, I about ten seconds, okay, here, would that and align with the veterans and re- let the veterans get to their medical place. Would that place. require cooperation, coordination with Madison County? Probably, and we don't currently go out of county, mm-hmm. so 